Right now on Truth Today, what is a mother? We're going to discuss Satan's war on women and motherhood and his plans to try to destroy what God has designed and how God is pushing back with a revival of godly motherhood. We're going to be discussing that and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, thank you for joining us today on Truth Today. My name is Pastor Sharam Hadian with Truth and Love Ministry. Uh, we're so grateful you can be with us. Uh, this is a pre-recorded message because I'm actually on the road right now speaking in Minnesota. And I wanted to bring you uh, my sermon that I gave this past Sunday at Patriot Church. I think it's very timely in light of everything that is happening, all of the insanity and confusion that is happening in our world and in the church, especially when it comes uh, to gender, uh, what a woman is, and what motherhood is. And it, it's amazing, uh, even when I gave this message on Sunday to celebrate Mother's Day and God's design of being a mother, um, it, I didn't even realize really how prophetic the message is in light of some of the headlines. I want to share with you a headline here that is from InfoWars, and uh, we don't have it uh, on the screen, but this is in, in, in setting up uh, playing the sermon that I would really want you to hear if you did not get a chance to tune in from our Sunday service again. Uh, so please make sure you watch the whole show. But here's the headline. Trans women can be moms too. LGBTQ activists go all in on Mother's Day. So the story's about how libs on TikTok, there's a man who identifies as a woman who said America should have a, quote, parents' day, um, and there's two different days of the year that I question, Mother's Day and Father's Day. As a trans person, as a trans woman, which one do I celebrate? I don't feel like a father. Mother's Day is tomorrow. I feel like a mom. But who celebrates me? So this is part of the insanity that we see coming further and further into our nation, into our society. Now, it's bad enough that we, we can't define um, you know, what, a, what a woman is. But we have this image here real quick. Uh, I made this image of now we have to ask the question, what is a mother? What? We have to ask the question, what is a mother? That somehow uh, some dude can get pregnant? Uh, no, it's impossible. Biologically impossible. Only women can get pregnant. Men can get, not get pregnant. So I want to encourage you to watch this sermon that I gave so that the church can be equipped can be equipped to not fall for this confusion and delusion that is happening. Uh, before we do that, again, I want to encourage you, visit our website at uh, tillministry.com, T-I-L-Ministry.com, for all of our content and our upcoming events calendar. As I said, right now, as you're watching this, I'm in Minnesota, so if you know people in Minnesota, get the word out in Minnesota for all of our events. We'll be there this entire week. Also, check out our Rumble page, rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian. Please make sure to do two things. Subscribe if you haven't and share the link with other people. And then finally, if you would prayerfully consider a one-time donation to keep us going in this ministry, you can uh, make a secure uh, donation at tillministry.com slash donate, tillministry.com slash donate. Uh, there's an address there where you can mail in a check if you'd like as well. Uh, you can do that to P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, 37802, and or if you want to be a part of our Gideon Army of 300, uh, where you can join us monthly. So enjoy this sermon, again, from this past Sunday. This is a must-see 
What is a mother? Let's make sure we get uh, righteous and on the right path and not be uh, uh, susceptible to fall for this uh, deception of the hour. Thank you for being with us today, Pastor Sharam Hadian. Uh, by the way, Thursday's show will also be pre-recorded. We'll get that uh, up on Thursday night, and I'll be back with you live next Tuesday right here in the studio. God bless. Let's pray for the, the word today, uh, and just pray the Lord would anointed Father. Thank you for uh, your presence here with us this morning. Lord, thank you for the, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that the Holy Spirit is our counselor, uh, is our advisor, is our uh, ever-present help. Lord, I pray right now for the anointing of the Spirit. Lord, th- th- not, not for at all for my sake, but for the sake of your people and for the sake of your word and your honor and glory, I pray that you would anoint this message, uh, that it would have its impact and uh, truly sharpen and equip your bride. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right. Well, as we are uh, preparing for, um, obviously, celebrating Mother's Day today, you know, the the Bible has a lot to say about mothers and a lot to say about family. Uh, In this series that I've been talking on more recently, uh, we've been talking about resisting the devil. And it's so important that as we uh, are, are talking about resisting the devil, especially in these last days, that we address and identify things that are tactics or strategies of the enemy in order to try to bring confusion and deception. And one of those things, uh, sadly, uh, as we celebrate moms and, and, and ladies and, and, and women as, as God created, is that we're, we're just in a fog of confusion today. Uh, how many of you remember uh, this documentary that uh, was done by Matt Walsh, which was called, What is a Woman? Like, this is incredible that I have to stand here before you this morning on Mother's Day and address this question, like, what's a woman? Like, duh, like, you know, a woman's a woman, a man's a man, you know. But that's not where we're at, right? That's not where we're at. So in light of trying to answer this such a perplexing question, I'm being facetious, of what is a woman, This morning, I want to ask the question, I made an image, what is a mother? What is a mother? How does the Bible define a mother, the role of a mother? Because it's an incredible, incredible role. And in doing so, and in in addressing confusion, because sadly, the world is now confused about what a woman is. The world is confused about who can be a mother. I mean... Did you just hear what I just said? Who can be a mother? Like, there's only one gender that can be a mother. You know, is that too theologically deep? Okay. But the world is confused about that. And they're trying to do everything opposite. So the way that I operate is I always want to go back to the root issue. You know what I'm saying? I want to go back to the root. What is the root of this confusion that we have? And you got to go back about six and a half thousand years, just over, you know, 6,000 years, and go all the way back to the book of Genesis. If you have your Bibles, you can turn by, I have it on the screen there. Genesis chapter 3. You're going to see that this has been a concentrated effort by the enemy to bring this confusion and attack, particularly on women. 
So we go all the way back to the garden. Remember, God created and he rested on the seventh day. On the sixth day, when he uh, finished his creation, he called everything good. When God calls it good, it's good. Amen. And he gave man and his helper woman dominion over all of creation, over all the creatures and gave them one condition, just one. All of this is yours, but do not partake of the fruit of the tree of knowledge, of, of the knowledge of good and evil, because God's desire as a loving father was that they only know good. I love that. I love that that was his original design, that originally he only wanted us to know good. And as a dad, and I'm sure as moms in the room, you, if we had our way, if we could say, if we could just make it perfect, we would say we never want to have our children know any evil. I would put them in a big bubble, you know, like that bubble boy. I put them in a big bubble and they would never know any evil. They would never know uh, sickness. They would never know harm. I would never have to, 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 to pray as much as I do for my children and, and be a man. I mean, do you ever do that as a, as a dad? You got to do verbal judo. You got to be 15 steps ahead of them. And sometimes I tell them, you know, uh, you know, to my, my, my sons or my daughters, honey, if you do this, this is the end result or this could happen. And you got to be ahead of that. And so I wish I didn't have to do that because it makes me tired. I got to constantly be worrying about them and figuring out, make sure they don't kill themselves. They don't, you know, eat. You know, we have a we have a 19 month old little baby girl that's walking around the house right now. Right. You know, that's a walking disaster. Every moment it's what is in her mouth? What does she have? What is she doing? Oh, oh put the knife down. Or we go into the bathroom, you know, a, a whole bunch of uh toothpaste, toilet, well, two toilet paper, but creams. And you're going, what does she eat? What does she not eat? What does she rub on her body? What does she put in her eyes? And yet then she looks at you with those beautiful eyes and you're like, oh. <laughs> but God's heart was the same, right? He didn't want us to have to suffer knowing evil. And yet the enemy came, right? Satan came to the serpent and now brings this lie to the woman. That's a whole other sermon as far as the fact that he goes after the woman first. But here you go. You will surely not die. You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. Wow, there we go. There, there, there's, the, there's the real lie, right? Knowing good and evil. And so now you know the rest of the story. Again, the whole of the sermon would be not only why does he go after Eve, but why does Adam partake? Because if Adam had been the man that he should have been, he would have said, no, honey, I'm not going to disobey God. You may have done it, but I'm not going to do it. And maybe things would have been different, but we don't. Ultimately, they both partook. But you see, the real story of this message today is the fact that it's not just about you ladies. It's about us men. If you're sitting there as a man thinking, well, this message is about the moms. No, no, no. Because really the real fight to define what a woman is, the real fight to, de to define what a mother is, starts with men. Because we have to be the ones who stand up righteously and say we're going to fight for what God has created. And God created an order. 
And when that order didn't work, then now sin came, death came, destruction came. And now what's amazing is if you go to a little bit further in the story in Genesis 3, you see that now the Lord speaks about a judgment. He speaks judgment over the serpent. He speaks judgment over the woman. And he speaks judgment over the man, each separately. Everybody that was involved in this conspiracy, God judged. And as he speaks judgment over the serpent, he says, I'm going to put enmity war strife between you and the woman not man why didn't he go after the man he went after the woman and so you want to understand why we are now in 2023 at the point in these last days where we can't even define what a woman or a mother is because this has been an ongoing 6,000 plus year strategy of the enemy to have enmity between the devil and the woman and the seed of the devil and the seed of the woman, which we ultimately know is the Messiah, right? The Messiah was going to be that seed, as you see here, where it says that then between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise your head, meaning the Messiah is going to crush the head of the enemy. Amen to that, right? And you shall bruise his heel. So the seed of the serpent is going to bruise the heel of the Messiah, and the Messiah is going to crush the head of the serpent. It's, it, by the way, that victory is already done, amen? We already have victory over sin, amen? It's already done. It is finished, amen? Because sin no longer has power over us. As Pastor Ken preached, sin has no power over us. It's done. But this is an ongoing battle, and that's the root. But here, that, and now, this is what blows my mind about God. Because even though God pronounces judgment over the woman, right? The two judgments, one childbearing, there's going to be pain. Now, ladies, I asked this first question in the first service. It was unanimous. <laughs> I'm just asking. How many of you have experienced pain in childbirth? Have you given birth to? Okay, wait, some of the ladies didn't. Okay, maybe you didn't have a child. That's okay. Okay, so we know it's guaranteed, right? I've, I've been there with my wife when she's given birth to all of our six children, and it's painful now don't look at me like you have no idea I, some of you are looking at me like I could tell by her breathing her screaming her no I have no desire to change places with her at that moment I'm there for you honey I'm there I'm here squeeze my hand um, she, she would squeeze she would she would get her nails into my hand because have you heard of deferred pain this deferred pain and so that's happened a few times where there's a there's a there's some marks left for a while if that's the least I went through come on that's nothing but uh so that was the first judgment there's going to be pain in childbearing and the second judgment strife in marriage right there's going to be conflict in marriage and if you've been and if you're married you know that that happens right there's there's struggle in marriage but in through all of this, look at this in verse 20. Now God speaks a plan and a purpose. And he says, now Adam called his wife by the name Eve, right? Because she was the mother of all living. This is incredible. After this is after the fall. Remember, this is after they have now sinned against God. They have rebelled. 
And now the consequences is their removal from paradise, from the perfect creation of God. And as uh, Adam calls his wife's name, you notice there, I translated for you there in the original Hebrew, the, 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 the Hebrew for wife is Isha, the Hebrew for man or husband is Ish. So you have the Isha, meaning coming out of man. But look at the, the, the translations of that. So yes, it could mean woman, but it can also mean wife, and it can also mean mother. Same term. Because here is the huge, profound theological teaching that I'm going to give you. That is, according to this, you cannot be a wife unless you're a woman. Did I shock you? All right, come on. This is really deep. This is really deep stuff. Okay? You got to let us sit in, meditate on this for about a few weeks, and then you'll really get it. Take it before the Lord, you'll really get it. All right, so we established you cannot be a wife unless you're first a woman. All right? You're welcome. Because this is, I just, I want to make sure we're all good. You cannot be a mother unless you're a woman. What? Wait, I shocked somebody over here. They said, what? Let me say it one more time. You cannot be a mother unless you're first a woman. Okay? We got that? No, you don't got that? Because listen, if, I, if that's all I taught this morning, this is good. I'm good. I want to drop the mic and go. Because that's it. That is profound teaching right there. Very controversial. It's incredible. And the name Eve means life. This is incredible. Her name means life. Why? Because God says you are going to be the mother of all living. Now, you see the word their mother in the, in the Hebrew M. I put the noun. It's a noun. Okay, we got that part of it. But it's a feminine noun. Not masculine. Not confused. It's a feminine noun meaning only a feminine person biologically can be a mother. Again, we've established that here today. And of all living, now this is where it blows my mind. My mind. Remember, death has just entered, right? Death has just entered through the rebellion. And yet, in that moment, God is speaking life. Come on, listen to this. In the moment of death, where death has just come upon creation and God's uh, created Humans, now God is speaking life. The promise that Eve, through you, though it's going to be painful, through you will come life because God is the author of life. God, this is an imagery of his heart and his uh, uh, design. And, and this is why you have to understand Ultimately, we know that that life that was in going to be in through her seed was going to be the Messiah. And when the Messiah came, he was going to give us not just life here on this earth, but what? Eternal life. So God's not just after our life here on earth. He's after our eternal life. Pastor, you said it about your children. That's the ultimate goal, right? Our ultimate prayer is eternal life. So not only did God restore the, the, the order here on earth, he is restoring the eternal order 
because the Messiah was going to come through that womb of the woman. Now you understand why this is Satan's all-out bloodlust for murdering babies in the womb. This is the same 6,000-year-old enmity. And this is why, as Christians, we should absolutely fight and fight and fight and fight to our very last breath to protect the womb and to protect the unborn life in the womb because it is about the design of God, which still blows my mind. Because, ladies, it, I can't wrap my mind around. You grow a person in you. Right? We're all here because we had a mom, right? Right? None of us are here without a mom. And, and, and you get to, like, like, like I said in the first service, I can grow a belly, okay? I, I, I can work on that. I'm good at that. Right, Pastor? I'm really good. I can work very quickly, very quickly. I mean, give me a week. I, I can grow a belly. All right? Give me enough good food. I can get there. But I can't grow a life in my body. Motherhood is unbelievable. What a gift and what a design and what a miracle. I mean, the millions of things that have to work in order, sequentially, for the baby to even be conceived, let alone grow in the womb and nurture gr breathing liquid. What? This is not science fiction. I mean, this is not fiction. It's truth. It's incredible. The, 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 the symbiotic relationship between the baby and the mom the nourishment, and the healing that goes both ways. It's incredible. Anyway, got to move on. So this is now the promise that God gives. And so therefore, I'll, again, just to make sure we're on the same page, just make sure Patriot Church is completely clear as we go out into our confused culture and the confused churches, God created mothers. Amen? Amen. God created mothers. God created that process. And being a mother is a blessing. Here we have in Luke chapter 1, of course, the story of Mary, speaking of the Messiah, right? The seed of the woman. Here we now have fruition. We now have the moment in human history where now uh, uh, 3,000 or 2,500 years of Bible prophecy, over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament is about to be fulfilled. And Mary recognizes the magnitude and hears her song, hears her prayer. And she says in Luke chapter one, and Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant for behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. Amen. So, so moms in this room, uh, gr any grandmas, grandmas, grandmas? Any great-grandmas? Praise God, great-grandmas? Any great, 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 how many, did I lose, how many greats did I have? Any, any further greats? No? That's okay. Two is pretty good. You are blessed. Amen? The legacy. Think about the legacy. When, when we were singing this precious, the blessing, the legacy for all generations. Amen? God, how many of you know God is a generational God? Amen. We got to think generationally. We got to think longer than here. We can't be microwave Christians. And God is a generational God. Both good and bad, by the way, right? 
both blessings, but also sin to the third and fourth. This is why it's so important in deliverance and in healing to make sure we break off generational sins and generational curses. But we also need to pray generational blessings. And that was so precious this morning that we got to pray and lay hands on our moms and be able to pray that blessing. So not only is Mary blessed, all of you moms, if you had the privilege of being a mom, are blessed. Here we go. Also, rejoice in motherhood. In Proverbs 23, the father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise child will delight in him. Let your father and your mother be glad. Children, children, are you listening? Please let your father and your mother be glad in you. Be grateful that they had you. And let her who bore you rejoice. So the mom motherhood is a rejoicing. When we have, so as you said, uh, the Peter's daughter is, is carrying a baby. Uh, Karis, by the way, so June 2nd, make sure you guys all get a present. Do you hear me? That is not a church directive. That's just for me. Okay, the registered, make sure. That's the first baby. You got to make sure that baby has a plethora of outfits, okay? When you get to number four, number five, number six, you don't care. It's just hand-me-downs. You don't care. You don't. You know, you're like, Dad, but this is like 25 years old. It's okay. It's all right. It's good. It's clean. There's some stains there. It, yeah, it's okay. We'll wash it again. We'll put some bleach on it. It'll be good to go. But number one, that first baby, you got to sport. You, you know what I'm saying? The clothes, the outfits there. So go get registered June 2nd. Make sure. That was my plug. $20, Karis. You owe me $20 for that, all right? <laughs> Proverbs 1. My son, hear the instructions of your father. Now watch this. Look at this. The father brings the instructions. The father is supposed to lead the home in truth and righteousness and instruction. But watch this. Who lays down those instructions? And do not forsake the law of your mother. You don't want to cross your mother. Your mother is responsible. Moms, you're responsible for laying down those instructions and knowing what's going on. I was saying this in the first announcement. If you know my wife, when I met my wife, um, you know, I'm very talkative. If you know me, right, like some guys, I know some guys are like, they're, they're, it's hard to get three sentences out of them, Okay. I'm very talkative. In fact, I will sometimes out-talk my wife. Now I remind, remind her, that's how we pay our bills, okay? So now if, if she gives me that look sometimes, like I'm talking to her, I'm like, honey, that's how we pay our bills, is me talking, okay? Just remember that, okay? <laughs> but um, we met, right? One of the things is that she is amazing at learning a lot about people in a short period of time. And so I would joke, you know, and here I am, the former police officer, but I joke that she's like an FBI agent. The good ones, not, not the, 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 the weaponized ones today. The good ones. Because she knows what's going on. So if I need to have intel of what's going on in my home, she knows. Okay? Because I'm busy, I'm traveling, whatever, and sometimes I don't know, I don't, you know. But so the moment... Sometimes she'll say, honey, I got to talk to you because and I'm, I'm, I know okay, that's important because that means she's got intel. Does that mean what I'm saying? I, so this child is doing this. This one's doing this. This one's not doing this. Uh, I need your help on this one. Uh, and so that's, so my, my wife is the one who then applies the law. 
the instructions, those things. Isn't that amazing? For they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. Because she's the one who has her ears to the, to the aspect of her household of what's going on. She's there. She listens. She knows. And we'll, we'll have a verse about this a little, in just a little bit later. But again, um, this confusion that we're in about what is a woman and what is a mother, we are not to partake in the confusion, okay? So I want you to make it very, very clear this morning. We are not in any way, shape, or form to partake in this confusion. This is not love. This is not being a loving Christian to partake. In fact, I did a show recently, uh, this past Tuesday. It's on our Rumble page that I titled, Thou Shall Not Lie. And specifically, speaking of the various confusions that we have, also, and, and, and most importantly now, on the issue of gender, on the issue of what a woman is, what a mother is. You know, we have this entire LGBT trans spirit, and, and, and it, let, let's not lose, lose sight. It is a spirit, okay? You're not just dealing with the individual. This is a spirit. This is a demonic spirit. And that spirit wants to bring confusion and deception. God is not a God of confusion. Our God is not a God of confusion, the false gods are a god of confusion. As Pastor Ken said earlier, whether you, you serve Buddha or Allah or any other false god, that is what brings confusion. Now, I love the Babylon Bee. You got, you got to laugh a little bit. Right? I love the Babylon Bee because this confusion is so bad that you have to sometimes just laugh at it because otherwise you just cry. Here you have Babylon Bee. Don Lemon watches what is a woman to find out what, is a, what a woman is. Right? So... Because they can't, they can't figure it out. I love this one. Here you have the Riddler that's stumping Batman with the question, what is a woman, right? So the Riddler's saying, riddle me this, Batman. What is a woman? I don't know what a woman is. And so now it's some sort of a mystery. It's, 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 like, a, it's like an enigma. We don't know what it is. And yet the Bible tells us very clearly not to engage in deception. So if we go along with confusion, we are actually going along with deception. Do you mean to repeat that one? If you go along with confusion, because the remedy to confusion is what? Truth. And the truth of the word of God. This brings clarity. This has answers. So the moment you go along with confusion, now you're going along with deception. Because that's the end goal of confusion, right? Is to bring deception. He who speaks truth declares righteousness. But a false witness promotes deceit. Wow. So when we lie, right? Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. I didn't write that word. The Holy Spirit wrote that word. That's a strong word. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. Now, this lying, and I forgot to mention this in the first story. This is not where, oops, I, I lied accidentally or as a Christian when we've all told fibs. This is an intentional knowing lying. It's when you know better. You know this is not right. Because the, the, the lukewarm Christians who don't know any, you know, they're just so confused. You pray for them because they need clarity. But when a Christian knows what the truth is, and then says, but you know what? But you don't understand because, 
my son, my daughter, my nephew, my niece, my friend, whoever, they're just, in. Or- I, I got to show them Christ's love. And I'm like, okay, show them Christ's love. But that doesn't mean you agree or affirm what they're doing. Right here in Knoxville. My brother lives here. He won't see me because several years ago, uh, and this is before the, his COVID insanity, uh, uh, several years ago, his niece, adopted daughter, came out at 14 years old as a he and, and wanted us to affirm. Go along with, don't call me a she, call me a he. Well, my wife and I couldn't do that. And because of that, they cut off relationship. So am I wrong? Am I wrong to then say, oh, you see, you're hindering his opportunity to hear, the, hear, hear, hear Christ, hear the gospel, because you need to affirm her confusion, thinking that he, she is a he. Because listen, when a he becomes a she, he's still he. You got that? Okay, so let me just, you know, I don't want to confuse you again. When a he becomes a she, He's still he. And sometimes, and a lot of times, an ugly he. (laughs) Pastor Ken talked about a frog. I mean, it doesn't look good. And I'm not trying to be mean. I I, I mean, just because it just distorts. It's distorted because it's, it's demonic. And, 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 and when, a, when, when, a, when a she becomes a he, that's a whole other type of wrong. So we can't go along with this. We cannot agree. It is not. In fact, th- this verse is telling us as a wisdom passage, listen, you're bearing false witness. Because that person we must recognize is in confusion, Right? And that person needs Christ and needs clarity and needs hope and needs truth and needs healing. But if you go to them and you're going along with the confusion, the deception, we are bearing false witness. We are saying Jesus is not powerful enough to bring that person out of that confusion. If Jesus was here right now with us, would he stand here and say, I want you guys to just go ahead and affirm whatever the world wants you to affirm rather than obey my word. No, he'd be sitting here to the church saying, why are you not simply following the instructions that I gave you? I declared them male and female, husband and wife, father and mother. This is my designed order. This is what I've given you as your good. Simply follow that and you will be blessed and have favor. And so the whole wokeism in the church comes and says, no, 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 we have to affirm. We, we got to, in order to, and this goes along with so many other things. Whether, whether you're trying to reach, like for me, as a former Muslim, if I'm trying to reach someone who is still a Muslim, and I go to them and say, and I agree with the deception, oh, we all worship the same God. No, what I'm doing is I'm perpetrating a lie. I can't tell that Muslim, you worship the right God when I know I came out of it and I know that was a demonic false God that I was serving. I can have nothing to do with that confusion and that deception. Because if I do, I'm bearing false witness. So, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, folks. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. Amen? A delight to the Lord. Here we have Proverbs 14. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness will utter 
lies. And that's what is happening in the world. The world is so confused because the world is changing what God designed. Look at this grieving image that I, I didn't, you know, I did this before lunch so you guys don't actually physically get sick because this is sickening. So here is uh, our, our current uh, transportation secretary, Mr. Buttigieg, with his quote-unquote husband celebrating in the hospital room the fact that they got a baby. Now, did either of them go through labor? No. no. Because no man in recorded human history, if they're biologically man, can have babies. Not going to happen. Now, recently in the United Kingdom, and see if you can wrap your mind around this one, follow this, this one, you had a biological man who's transitioning to a woman. I'm sorry, flip it around, I'm sorry. A biological woman that's transitioning to a man, okay? Biologically a woman. Gets pregnant through in vitro uh, and then has the baby and then transitions uh, uh, surgically to a uh, man. Now is petitioning the government in the United Kingdom so that on the birth certificate, she, I got to make sure I don't get confused, she, who is now a quote-unquote he, is not going to be labeled as the mother of the child, but as the father of the child. First time in the uh, history of the United Kingdom, history, ever, where you're going to have no mother listed on a birth certificate, if if that goes true. They're fighting in the courts right now. This is where we're at. So did you follow that logic? This is the confusion of the world, where these two dudes didn't do anything to bring this baby into the world. They looked so happy, right? Because they didn't have any pain. And then they paid somebody, and now that baby is deprived not only the DNA, but the, uh, uh, the biological connection to the mom that God designed again. Remember that whole symbiotic relationship that we talked about? And so... This is perversion, and, and the word perversion makes people very upset in the church today. Oh, we can't talk this way. This is wrong. So I wanted to define it for you from the dictionary. This is the actual dictionary definition of the word perversion, okay? The alteration of something from its original course, meaning, or state to a distort, distortion or corruption of what was first intended. Doesn't sound that bad, though, doesn't it? Now it actually makes sense, doesn't it? Because you're taking what God designed in the beginning, a woman, a man, a father, a mother, and as we celebrate moms today, you're taking what God designed, and now Satan is perverting it, thinking that, it can, that, that men can get pregnant. No man can get pregnant, okay? Let me just be clear. I, I want to make sure that we're clear on this. Men can't be mothers, Amen. Again, deep, profound theological teaching this morning. Yes, we learned this in Bible college. Bible college. This is deep. I went four years of Bible college to learn this. Okay? Four years to learn this. I don't know if they had twins or not. That even makes it worse. Lord help us. So we... And this is where men, we come in. We have to reclaim. Stop giving territory. 
Why do we keep giving territory after territory after territory to the enemy? We're standing on the truth. We're standing on the word. We're standing on God's creation. We're standing on solid ground. Why would you step off the solid rock to step into muck and mire and, and, and quicksand and then, and then wonder why we don't have moral clarity in the church? Our nation is falling apart. We have states like Minnesota where I'm going. This past year passing the most regressive, horrible, heinous abortion bills and gender mutilation bills in the nation because the church is silent and doesn't want to offend anybody or wants to affirm, thinking that it's love. Not going to happen. One more here for you about lying. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. We've been created. We were created in the image of God, right? But we were fallen. Now Christ has renewed us. And so as renewed, blood-bought saints, we cannot partake in any deception. And we certainly cannot bear false witness. So one more time, who created mothers? God created mothers. Amen? You are blessed. Rejoice in your motherhood. And um, I know, uh, and I want to pray this at the, at the end. I felt led to pray this first service too, but uh, just praying that if anybody here uh, is, is, you know, trying to be a mom, can't be a mom, uh, I want to pray over, over that today as well. But if you had the privilege of being a mom at any point, I just, again, I'm just in, in awe. I'm in awe of you ladies. We need a revival of femininity, godly women, godly femininity, but we need a revival of godly motherhood. Amen? We got to take back what Satan has been warring for 6,000 years. And he's going to, by the way, he's going to continue to war. He's going to continue because that enmity is there until the Lord comes and binds him. That enmity is there. So we have to, as the, as the servants of the Most High God, also war. Uh, ladies, Moms, you're made in the image of God. Isn't that incredible? You're made in the image of God. You're beautiful in the eyes of God. And God desires for you to be that Proverbs 31, uh, 10 through 31 woman of God and mother of God. Let's rejoice in motherhood. And let's also rejoice in families. I said this in the first service. We've kind of come to the place where we've bought this perception that, well, you know, I'm only going to have the 2.3 kids because that's what society tells me. If you're able to be fruitful and multiply, be fruitful and multiply. Now, if you talk to my wife after six kids, she'll tell you we're done. She told, yeah, she's already told some of you. She's clapping back there. You hear her? She's clapping. We're done. And so we may be done, and we're putting in the Lord's hands, but, but, but we've done everything we, we can. Now, I am 52 years old now, so, you know, it's getting a little old to, to, to be a new daddy, but, you know, whatever the Lord has, and she's, she's shaking her head right now saying, no, I reject this in Jesus' name. But anyway, so we don't know. But, but, but the point is, be fruitful and multiply. Motherhood is a blessing. Amen? We need bigger families. 
I was in Wisconsin speaking up at uh, Mercy Seat up there, and, and they're all like 9, 10, 11, 12 kids. I'm like six. I felt like a newbie. I'm like, I got six kids. I felt like a newbie. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, oh, man, whoa. I, <laughs> I honor you guys. I honor you guys. You guys got 9, 10, 11, 12. Whoa. But we got to be fruitful and multiply. We're supposed to occupy. And guess what? Even in captivity, even in captivity, God tell them, told them to do what? Get married, have babies, marry your babies off. We got to still live. So um, be praying for that. Be praying that God is going to revive motherhood again and, and bring back the beauty to, to not be like, oh, well, you know, if I'm a mother, it gets in the way of. No, no, no. This is your this is a calling. And so if that's what God has called you to, to be and that's what you've done, know that you've done what you've, God's called you faithfully and beautifully and wonderfully and rejoice in that. Amen? Here's the uh, couple of verses from Proverbs 31 again. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Here it is again. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. My wife knows what's going on in our house with our kids. Uh, sometimes I'm oblivious because of busyness in life, but she knows because she's doing what God has called her to do. And that's what makes me in awe of her is that she dealing with everything else and homeschooling and everything else that she's doing, yet she has the, takes the time to be paying attention to the affairs of her children and our home. Incredible. Here we have Proverbs 31, 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. That's what I want as a husband. Amen. And so men, not just today, guys, not just today. Don't make it a one day a year thing, right? Let's make it a perpetual thing that, and I felt so convicted of that today, that I need to be praising my wife way more than I do. Way more than I do. Can I get an amen, Michelle? <laughs> How come you didn't clap for that one? You clap for the, for the no more babies. But but we need to praise. Amen? Praise. He prays upon our, you moms. Not just for one day out of the year. Just like we don't heap praise on God one day out of the year, right? Or two days out of the year. We need to heap praise on God every day. Every moment of every day. My time's up. I got to go. No. So as I wrap, as I wrap, if you want to come up, um, I hope I've answered the question for you this morning. As we celebrate Mother's Day, why, 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 Lord, do I even have to come up here and talk about this stuff? Because this is what's going on. This is the confusion. This is the, the, these are the tactics of the enemy to destroy the family, to destroy motherhood, to destroy the womb and the life that comes out of the womb. That is an image bearer of, of Almighty God. That is his design for how he was going to populate the earth and ultimately bring about the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And so, what is a mother? Well, I hope I've defined for you today what a mother is, who is so precious in the eyes of God. Motherhood is such a precious gift. And even, as I said, if you have not been able to biologically you can be a surrogate mother for someone, right? Amen? You can be a spiritual mother for someone. 
And so that's the legacy that we give. And God created mothers. Nothing that the enemy does. None of this confusion. None of these lies is going to change what God designed, what God created, and what God called good. And what God is restoring. Amen? God is restoring. God is restoring godly men and, and, and men to be uh, the, the spiritual heads as they ought to be that we have been lacking in our culture and in the church. And I believe God is restoring godly women and femininity and also motherhood. Because he's getting ready, by the way, for his kingdom to come. And, and when his kingdom comes, these are the values. It's not going to be these de demonized people running our government. I've said that before, right? There's going to be a massive overthrow when Jesus comes back. And he's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be governing this world by these values that we've covered today. Where a man is a man and a woman is a woman and a family is a family. And we don't murder and we don't rejoice and revel in unrighteousness or impurity or perversion. Because we recognize the creator has come. Jesus has come. And that's what we're longing for. Right now, the world is upside down. But that will soon change. But we got to occupy. And let's rejoice and let us live as God intended for us to live. Amen.